0: Ryan, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Well, some of our listeners may be familiar with what Strider is, the Strider bikes. Uh, their kids may have them. They may have seen kids uh around the neighborhood uh, on the Strider bike, but folks probably don't know much about the backstory. How did the Strider bike come about?
1: Uh, You know, it really it was a Saturday afternoon project in my garage. Uh, You know, I'm a motorcycle enthusiast have been uh, really on motorcycles my whole life. My dad had a Yamaha dealership when I was a little kid, kind of a dream childhood there. Your dad had all the fun toys. Um, But, uh, you know, rode motorcycles for most of my life kind of got away from it for a little while there while I was doing, you know, adult things trying to (laughs) get the businesses running and everything and kind of found my way back to it and just really fell in love with it again. And that was right about the time I uh, had my first child also. And so as a little boy, and when he was about two, um, you know, I was just so enamored with motorcycling again, kind of having it really uh, come back into my life that um, I just was super excited to get him riding and, and uh, really just Exploring how to teach him to ride, and and boy, I bought everything that was on the market. I think every little scoot toy and tricycle and three wheeled little walker and everything, and had a little Yamaha 50 with training wheels for him. The whole works, you know, and all the way down that path, kind of realized that you know this stuff just isn't. It's not working. It's too big. It's too complicated, and uh, and it's not really focusing on the fundamental skill, which is getting him on two wheels. And so it just kind of started me thinking about that whole process. And, and, um, uh, you know, it finally led me to the garage. And I started chopping up his little bike trying to figure out how to get it small enough and light enough to really fit him. And uh, simple enough that he could understand it at just two years old. And ended up with what basically is the strider today. And, uh, and he took to it. I mean, he was, all of a sudden, just very, very mobile. um, You know, and not not just on flat concrete. I mean, he was, you know, out in the yard and going over tree roots and like just going everywhere on this little bike and uh, kind of opened my eyes to the possibilities of uh, what this little bike could be.
0: So, for somebody who maybe uh, hasn't seen a Strider bike, uh, describe exactly what one is. Okay,
1: okay. sounds good. Yeah, it's uh, it's just what they would call a walking bike. So it is simply the two wheels, the frame, seat, and handlebars. There's no drivetrain. Uh, you know, no pedals, no electric motor, nothing. Um, you know, for us older folks, it, it's Fred Flintstone power. You know, you're sitting on the bike, right, your right. feet are on the ground, and you just walk or run with it. But you got two wheels and a frame underneath you and handlebars out in front of you so it lets you um, really just focus on that fundamental skill of how to keep those two wheels centered underneath you and then it still allows you to experience how a bike uh, leans so it's that counter steer lean steer it's uh, that's all of the pieces that are missing from a tricycle or a bike with training wheels is you never get to experience how to generate a lean and then how to control it through steering and counter steering. And that's really what I was after was I just, I knew there was this piece missing whenever you're on three or four wheels. And um, that's what I wanted to get to. And um, and the the walking bike design was, was what allowed that. You know, and that's not anything new, really. Walking bikes have been around for 200 years Um, they predate the bicycle, you know, before we had pedals and cranks, it was just a walking machine. And there had been these designs out, um, more common in Europe, probably, I think what really helped with Strider is, I kind of went into it from an enthusiast perspective, it's like, I wanted the thing to really perform, it wasn't some little two wheeled wooden goofy toy, it was like, no, I want it to be a performance bike for my two-year-old so that he can really become proficient at riding and then I can get him on a pedal bike and a dirt bike and, you know, Pee Wee motocross starts at four. So we got to get going here.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, it's interesting. So uh, one of my uh, riding buddies, he had a a son. Um, He's got two kids now, but his oldest is uh, just now turned six. And uh, when he was about 18 months, we got him a Strider for Christmas, got him a helmet, got him a cool, like, captain america red white and blue you know stars and stripes helmet and um it was interesting to watch him uh start to get used to using a strider you know they they yep. the kid it's like any other toy they're going to sort of like play with it a little bit figure out what it's uh how it works and they're a little bit sort of maybe well you know stutter step a little bit but as he played with it more and more and we've got kind of a cul-de-sac uh and a bunch of cul-de-sacs in our neighborhood and he would get more and more confident. And then before I know it, you just like, I saw him one day and he's just ripping, uh, you, know, yeah. you know, up and down the street. And um, and then of course, once he graduated to a pedal bicycle, uh, he was super confident and fast. And so I can see exactly what you're saying, how quickly somebody can progress from just, you know, getting comfortable with the balance, but once it clicks and once they, you know, at that age, you don't really have any fear and you just sort of, you know, you've got that almost built-in confidence and he was just
1: having class. Yep, yep, for sure. And, uh, you know, when you're on a bicycle with training wheels, um, you don't, I mean, you might spend two years on that bike, and some kids do. um, But you don't actually start learning how to ride until the day you take them off. Those first two years, they they really were kind of worthless. They were just biding time until day one, when you took them off. That's the day you started learning two wheeled bike handling ability. But with the Strider path, it's like you're learning that from day one. You spend two or three years on a Strider, and then the first day you get on a bike with pedals or on a little stasic or a PW fifty or whatever, your two years of experience apply immediately. You can put a kid that's been on a Strider for several years on a PW, and and uh, you know you show them how to turn the throttle and hopefully pull the brakes. But they know how to ride. They're actually good riders right away. So you take them out to a grassy field and show them brake and throttle, and boom, they're off and riding. And they're they're capable riders day one. Um, Absolutely,
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, I can I can totally see how that like I said that is the part to to really master. And if you can master it at such a young age when it's everything's just sort of big, I mean they're developing so fast in so many ways, yep. it just becomes second nature. Um, yep. so, so how did you go from, I mean, so you, all right, let's, so you, you built your son a Strider in your garage, but now, I mean, I see Striders and, every, you know, targets and everywhere. I was just at AmeriCade at the KTM tent. They had a, an orange KTM branded Strider. I know you've got, uh, you know, they've got branded ones for different other manufacturers. So how do you go from yeah. the first Strider in your garage to where we are today with the Strider?
1: Uh, just a lot of hard work. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, you know, um, I really wasn't setting out to start a business on this. That was kind of the interesting thing is I built this thing and it really worked and it worked so well, we took it everywhere. So, I mean, like we retired the stroller, we never carried our kid again, I don't think. It was like, if we had to go somewhere, we just put him on the little bike and boom, he's as mobile as an adult. And uh, so subsequently we took it everywhere and then we would have strangers coming up to us Uh, you know, really every time we're out in public saying, oh my gosh, how old is that little kid? Where'd you get that bike? What is that? I've never seen a kid move around uh, so well at such a young age. And uh, so it became evident there was a business opportunity there. And so, you know, just kind of jumped in. I've always been a little bit of an entrepreneur in different uh, um, markets and everything. I had some experience in the bicycle industry from, you know, probably uh, all 15 years prior, um, because I've always been into mountain biking as well. And so I did have some inroads there that helped to get it off the ground. And really then it's just uh, having a passion for it and finding like-minded people to join the team that um, so many of the early employees with Strider, they were all, um, you know, friends that uh, had also little kids that went through the Strider experience. And so they're, just uh, as passionate about it as I um, as I was and am. Um, once you see what it does for a, a child's development and their confidence, it's like, you, you know, you just kind of get a fire for pushing it forward. And, um, but t- yeah, it's, I mean, it came a long way from a Saturday project to, uh, you know, we've sold about 3.5 million of those bikes wow. now, and uh, we sell them all over the world. We've got franchisees, um, uh, you know, uh, Europe and Asia and Central and South America, and so you can get a Strider bike just about anywhere now.
0: Well, and over the years, your your product line—I know you have your sort of like the, you know the um, you know the the main Strider bike is is like you said the walking the no ba- uh, uh, no pedal balance yep. bike—but your product line has expanded over time. You've got them that have you've got a, a, a one for even younger yep. children, and then they can kind of graduate to one with pedals. So, what kind of products
1: have evolved over time? Yeah, you know, the main bike was a uh, 12 inch wheel tire. So that's like overall diameter, you know, bike and moto are measured a little bit differently, but um, uh, you know, the outside diameter of that tire is a little under 12 inches, just so people kind of have a perspective on that. Um, That's that's really been our bread and butter and that really serves kind of a two to four year old child. That's the, the sweet spot of that product. And um, But, you know, we want to try and get kids introduced to a bike as early as possible, so we we built a rocking base that the bike fits on, so instead of people buying like a rocking horse that really doesn't, there's no future to a rocking horse, you know, but if it's a rocking bike, uh, you know, we're getting kids on that rocking bike as young as six months, they can't even walk yet yet they're crawling up onto this thing, they're able to sit on a bike. And so what we have to understand for a child that young, this is all new. Even the idea that, hey, you hold on to these two rubbery things out in front of you on this weird bar, you know, and you sit on this thing here that's kind of triangular, you know, with a leg on each side of it. These are all new experiences for a tiny, tiny child. But when what's cool about this is when you really think about the numbers, if you get a child, playing on this little rocking bike at six months old, when they're 18 months old, they've spent two thirds of their life uh, having fun on essentially a bike and a two wheeled bike. And then that bike detaches from the rocking base and and, uh, they experience this whole new uh, freedom and independence with this thing that's already been fun to them. Uh, now it brings on this uh, this whole new life of, uh, you know, freedom and independence and sure. and uh, speed. Um, and then, uh, so that gets them to, you know, four years old maybe. Um, uh, we can stretch that a little bit more. Kids that really like them and play with them, do get to doing tricks and everything on them, might play with them a bit longer, even though they can ride other stuff. Um, but we knew we kind of needed that next transition bike. So, uh, the 14 inch Strider was our next uh, development, and it's a 14 inch pneumatic wheel. And uh, it has the ability to add a drivetrain to it. So you add pedals, a very slick design. It starts out as a balance bike. So it's exactly what kids have already been doing. So it's an easy transition. The only change is we're going from those 12 inch Strider bike to a little bit bigger strider bike looks basically the same acts the same it's just a little bigger so you're getting you getting used to that heavier weight. Um, get comfortable on that get your riding skills dialed in and your confidence up and then it's a very simple one minute one bolt transition and now you've got a, a pedal mechanism right in that same bike so you're not jump into a completely new bike with different geometry and size and weight. It's the very same bike you've been playing on. You're all dialed in on and now there's pedals there. And uh, so instead of gliding along with your feet up on footrests, you put them on pedals and then you say, hey, well, while they're sitting there, why don't you turn them? And boom, you're riding a bike. So yeah, yeah, so really that's our line, kind of zero to six years old. And uh, when when they leave our product line, they're ready for anything, any of the major manufacturer bicycles or motorcycles at that point, they've got the skills to you know, run up the ladder as far as they wanna go. But that's what we really feel like we provide is we're the first rung on the ladder, uh, maybe the second or third rung if you put these other pieces in there. And from there, kids have the foundation, to go as far as they want to go with um, with this experience.
0: Well, you know, it's it's interesting is that it's not just for individual kids, though. I know uh, it was not too long after the, the striders developed you there was a the strider world cup is that what it's called or, 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 <laughs> yeah so, so what's right strider- sort of competition was was set up early on because you, <laughs> yeah. it's like you've got one bike it's a rider you got two bikes it's a race you know
1: exactly yep yeah you know i've been a race fan my whole life uh race motorcycles and mountain bikes and stock cars and all that stuff so yeah we were even when we were still back with prototypes we were <laughs> we had kids racing them so um You know, the Strider Cup uh, that started in 2010. And actually, it was our franchisee, we were doing small races, but it was our franchisee in Japan, uh, that really put the first big race together and, uh, and uh, that really took off from there. Um, You know, they'll have 500 kids at a strider race wow. in, in Tokyo, you know, and that's limiting it. They'd have 2000 if they had open registration, but they have to limit it because they are just so many kids and they're into it. And the races there are phenomenal. Um, I mean, all the bikes are customized. There's titanium and carbon wheels and that, <laughs> you know, you know uh, just all kinds of modifications. We make actually a full carbon, strider it's a 900 dollars retail full carbon carbon wheels carbon frame and fork carbon handlebars and seat post um, we sell them by the thousands in asia you know we'll sell a handful here in the states but wow. they are they are crazy into it over there and uh, you can watch videos on youtube you know if you search japan strider races it, it's amazing racing these kids at four years old um, like they're developing race craft, they're checking their shoulders, they're seeing where competition are, they're blocking lines, and they're going through a turn with feet up, like at speed, feet up, 45 degree uh, lean angle um, with sticky pneumatic tires on them and everything, and just, uh, it's really amazing, and so, you know, I flash forward there, and I think, man, you know, most of us didn't even know how to ride a bike yet, and these kids are they're so far advanced that there will come a day and not that distant future where you know the champions in pretty much all two-wheeled sports are gonna say yeah i started when i was two on my strider been racing ever since you know
0: i mean i was saying just thinking that i was like you know that's basically the farm team for you know MotoGP gp riders you know in a, in a country yeah. like that where because you know for example you got a lot of MotoGP gp riders from spain but like you've got to have a culture that really cultivates it from right. a really young age, and so that kind of racing, uh, that's 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 really yep.
1: awesome. That's yeah, awesome. I mean, I remember being in uh, Tokyo at one of the races, and one of the dads and his his son, he's like, won the championship for several years, and he said, "Yes, we're going to be uh, more successful than Mark Marquez." I mean, it's there wow. in his head, you know, and his kid's four. <laughs> Cool. And he's like crazy fast, so it doesn't surprise me if he will be there someday. So,
0: well, so in addition to the sort of community of Strider riders at a young age, uh, I know that uh, you've also you do a lot to give back to try to cultivate, um, you know, riding among young children. So, tell us about the the Strider Education Foundation, uh, or is the you also you had the Strider Rider Fund was started in twenty fourteen the Strider Education Foundation in twenty seventeen Tell us about those.
1: Yep. Yeah, you know, um, always like to try and, I guess, give back, and uh, and we've been really lucky or blessed or all of the above, I guess. And this business has gone well, and and uh, so in 2014 we kind of made that official um, and really said, you know what, we're just going to give one percent of gross revenue off the top, whether we're profitable or not, just one percent off the top, no matter what earmark it for benevolence focused on children's health and um and that that really you know it's kind of a big scary decision to make that bold of a commitment but it's it's been awesome ever since and you know it's uh, it's amazing to see how that money stacks up and then with it already determined you're going to do good works with it that it's, it's so easy to just start doling it out on different projects whether it's trail projects or um you know, um, giving bikes to Special Olympics teams or just whatever it would be. We we had this pot of money in it, and, and uh, that your 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 intent there is to just give it away, <laughs> and uh, that's just a really fun position to be in. And then, um, um, really, in 2017, we kind of took that next step and said, you know, um, let's try and develop a, a, a nonprofit. That our our contributions can all dump into there, but then we also have a means for other people uh, to join us that like the benevolent work that we're doing that's going to have an impact on children's health. So we started that in 2017. You know, the the uh, nonprofit world's a little different than business, and it took a while to kind of figure out how that all works and and uh, everything. So we kind of we kind of I guess not really struggle, but we just didn't have a real good focus that first year. It was just kind of all over the place, shotgun approach there. And, and uh, but through it all, we're doing a lot of research. And I just kept looking at these staggering numbers of ridership decline. Um, you know, in the United States, the number of kids that ride bicycles is dropping by a quarter million kids a year. Um, three quarters of American kids won't ride a bicycle even one time this year. I mean, this is where we're at. So. So it was like, uh, this shotgun approach a little bit here a little bit there. It's just this isn't going to work. I mean, it's, it's, uh, um, you know, we got a giant hole in the bottom of the bucket, and we're trying to put teaspoons in at the top, you know, and um, so we kind of thought, we've got to figure out how to get the greatest number of kids riding in the shortest amount of time at the youngest age possible. It's like, that's really framed it. We need like the nuclear option here, you know, We're right to that point. And uh, when we really framed it that way, kind of it kind of drove us to our focus. And um, it's we have to get into the school system, the public school system. That's where you reach every kid. And it can't be like an after school program or something, it's got to be core curriculum. And then you look at, well, what ages can we serve? And it drives you to kindergarten, you know, uh, we'd go to kids even younger if we could, but there is no good structure younger than that. Um, You know, preschool is not organized. Every elementary school has kindergarten and it has standard curriculum. And so, you know, we start looking at it, think that that is the paradigm shift that changes everything. If you could get learning to ride a bike as part of core curriculum in kindergarten PE so that every kid learned this skill, it would change everything. I mean, it would change bicycling's future, motorcycling's future. It would change infrastructure and advocacy on a national scale. I mean, there's no end. It is the foundation that everything builds upon. Um, Just recruitment of new riders in the future, Um, if they're all pedal capable, they're all prospects. Right now the majority of kids are not pedal capable and never become pedal capable. So when you look at the Motorcycle Safety Foundation's first bullet point to take their course, their basic rider course, the first bullet point is, must be able to balance and ride a bicycle. Like right. we've set that as the requirement to even come talk to us <laughs> about well, entering I mean, the you know, motor club.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's funny for me, because as you're talking about this, like so, those of us that, I don't even remember at what age I learned to ride a bicycle because I was so young. You take it for granted. You assume that other people had right. a similar kid. That that's just like that's what childhood was. I mean, I grew yeah. up in the '70s. You just assume that that's how you got around the neighborhood. I lived in a big neighborhood, but you know, you're absolutely right. It's like you know, I always think of well, the barrier to entry for people to become motorcyclists is learning how to operate the controls, the the two brake levers, and that you know they've got to shift with their foot and they've got to use the clutch and all that. But I just assume they already know how to ride a bicycle, but if they they are comfortable riding a bicycle, then you're even farther, you have an even higher wall to overcome. Yeah,
1: yeah, you know, and I think, um, I think that's kind of one of the biggest assumptions, even the bicycle industry, which is very much focused on like the sport side of bicycling and, um, you know, teen and adult riders, they're, they're still making the assumption that all kids are learning how to ride bikes. Um, they're still making that assumption that they've got riders automatically coming up as prospects for everything that they're trying to sell and that's not the case at their level. And then certainly motorcycling's even further removed. Um, you know, this is just an interesting example and i'm I'm with you. It's like when I was when we started the foundation, we're really digging into these numbers, I, like I couldn't believe them, you know. Yeah. Like what? This is not possible. How can all these kids not know how to ride and stuff? But uh, you know, we we get a ton of calls at Strider from parents and grandparents to say, you know, I've got an eight-year-old that doesn't know how to ride, and you know, that's part of what started us down this path. It's like, what is going on? I can't believe we're even getting these calls, but the calls keep coming, you know. Um, but uh, so it, it's just a, it's been really eye opening to see what the I guess the the experience is for the masses because motorcyclists and bicyclists they they are a very small niche group and it's our reality is not the reality for most. I'll give you one example that just was really telling. We did a uh, um, pilot program in a kindergarten um, was in a school in in Staten Island. And um, we ended up running it with their first graders because they really didn't even, the teachers really didn't even think that kindergartners could even do this. Um, And 32 kids in the class, first grade, so this is six years old, and um, not a single kid knew how to ride a bike. Only two kids had even been on a bike, and that was a bike with training wheels and uh we ran the curriculum and all 32 kids are now pedal pedal capable you know they are their world view has changed about personal mobility and what a vehicle can provide and how they can be in in control of that vehicle um i mean it truly is a game changer but that's kind of what we're up against that school um you know not one kid in it and we've run into a lot of schools too where the pe teacher doesn't know how to ride a bike which blows me away but that's that's the reality out there and so you know there have been a lot of attempts to get programs into schools like this but like so many things they've started too far up the ladder they've made the assumption that kids know how to ride so it's going to be hey we're going to put in a mountain biking class for our middle school kids or we're going to put in a bike traffic safety class for our third graders And they try to run it and it falls apart because half the kids don't know how to ride and they don't even want to reveal that kind of embarrassing secret to their peers and so they just won't participate in the class and the teacher then doesn't know what to do so the whole thing just falls apart and the bike program goes away. So what we've done with our program is really dial it down to the lowest common denominator we're going to assume that the teacher knows nothing about bikes and we're going to assume that the child knows nothing about bikes and we're going to help the teacher become confident enough to take on the curriculum which is very easy but we but when you mention the word hey we want you to teach kids how to ride bikes i mean a lot of teachers get kind of scared at the prospect of that and so we kind of need to walk them through the process that no it's it's very simple we've made it super easy and uh, you will be successful. And um, and then we get them into it. And then uh, we also have it set up to where it is assuming nothing from the child's standpoint, like they know nothing, they've never been on anything with two wheels that they've had to balance. And and we see that is the reality when we go into the schools too. So, so we'll take that child from, uh, this is a bike, <laughs> you straddle it um hold on here sit here and we're going to just walk forward develop our balance and understanding of how it steers and moves and we eventually get uh you know six lessons in then we're putting pedals on it by eight lessons in they're pedaling around a complete game changer from where they were
0: so this all kids bike program is launched about three years ago roughly i mean how yeah it, it rolled yep. out so over the past you know how's yeah. it going
1: Yep. So uh, November 2018 is when we started that program. So that was kind of that focal point. All Kids Bike Kindergarten PE Learn to Ride program. Um, we are in 45 states. We should have programs running in all 50 states by the end of the year. We've got over 400 schools running the program. Um, we've probably got 50 schools like. In the process of teachers training, and we've got over 500 schools on a waiting list for the program. So, um, and that's without us really even pursuing the schools. Now Um, they're just hearing about it. So at this point, it's you know finding the uh, the money to keep it rolling. Um, You know. We we Strider Strider puts a bunch of money into that and subsidizes the majority of every one of those programs, but we still need about five thousand dollars worth of outside support uh, to get a, a school fully up and running, and that's a that's a one time cost of five thousand dollars that trains the teachers, gets them all the equipment, everything they need, um, but that program is going to last five to ten years um, in the school with without any further financial support so like uh you place it once and it's running and i and i truly believe that uh that's a one-time deal from outside the school system once the teachers are running this program and administrative uh, uh folks see the effectiveness of it it will become part of school budgets moving forward they'll make sure that they maintain their equipment and and Bikes in schools are gonna be as common as, you know, the desks and the basketballs and the books. And, it, and learning to ride a bike in kindergarten will, will be the number one physical education skill that um, children leave kindergarten with. So, but, it, you know, if we get that paradigm to shift and it really becomes that um, valuable in the eyes of uh, the school system um i mean that's a game changer for bicycle motorcycle industry for sure oh i mean it's
0: just not just that but just i mean you know children's health and lifestyle i mean just being able you're talking about freedom and independence i mean the confidence they build just by having a new skill and being able to just the the sense of of uh, individual mobility on on something like a bike of whatever kind whether it's a bicycle or a moped or, or a motorcycle so Yep. That's so. As you are talking about the additional support, is there ways in which individual people can? Is All Kids Bike something people can contribute you to or something? How does
1: you goes? bet? Yep, yep. So, All Kids Bike really is the campaign um, of Strider Education Foundation. That's a separate entity from Strider Bikes, it's a 501c3. Um, so, if you go to allkidsbike.org, there's information all about the program. If you're a teacher, You can actually apply for your school to receive the program. Um, uh, You know, you can donate to general fund. You can also go right on there and see all the schools that are in the process of raising funds. Uh, You can contribute to an individual school. I mean, that's kind of a fun deal. Sometimes we've got schools on that waiting list that are, you know they got three thousand, four thousand dollars raised, and somebody can jump in there—a business or something—can kind of jump in and be the hero and get them across the finish line, and great. and uh, we're rolling. So,
0: well, that's that's great that you know people can contribute at whatever amount they're comfortable with, and there's individual schools they can support and maybe get behind. Maybe there's one in their local area. So, yeah, Ryan, I have to say this is—I mean, I was. I always thought the Strider was a cool thing. I did a review in Rider magazine when my I gave one to my niece and um, you know and my buddy's friend Augie and they just they're and it has been really cool to watch them. But just to see that you know, it's not only a, a great um, you know vehicle for kids to learn how to ride and and get the sense of balance, but but that you've taken it to this point where it's not just about building a successful company, but a successful movement that can really transform you know the lives of children, their health, but also, yeah, industries that are really struggling to figure out how, hey, how are we going to have the next generation of riders? Because we want to have those people that they can, you know, not just sell motorcycles to, but yeah, it's it, to have a healthy industry, you need to, you know, yep. you need to have replacement, you need to have the next generation. So, uh, yep, uh I really applaud what you and your team are doing, Brian.
1: Well, thank you. Yep, appreciate it. It's, it's very, it's fun work and rewarding work and, um, so we're, we're just uh, feeling really lucky to be able to do it.
0: Well, one other thing I want to mention is because I first heard you speak at the IMS, uh, Progressive IMS Outdoor Show in Northern California. And I know the the shows have been, um, I think the next one, uh, we're this is September 30th when we're recording it. There's going to be one in Texas this weekend, is at all of the Progressive IMS Outdoor Show, there is a kid zone uh, with Strider. So I'll tell us a little yep. bit about that.
1: You bet yeah that's uh the team's actually down there right now and um so uh as part of the ims show series this year uh we're the the strider team is on site with a uh what we call adventure zone for kids we've got the little bike the little 12 inch bikes there and a little course set up for kids that come to the show they can race around on those bikes and then we have a separate zone for uh, a little bit bigger kids on the bigger bikes and with all sorts of cool uh, kind of obstacles and features, teeter totters and balance beams for them to try and ride across. So uh, definitely trying to get kids that come to that show, uh, instead of just walking around, looking at a lot of shiny motorcycles that are kind of beyond them, we're trying to really get them engaged, get their, you know, uh, butt on a seat, hands on grips and uh, getting a good taste of it. So. Uh, so that's been a lot of fun, and I really like the new format that IMS has adopted with the outdoor series. That just totally makes sense. I mean, our sport Great. is all about being outside and on machines, and now now that is really coming to life. Um, the other cool thing about uh, uh, working with IMS this year is we're also working with them on the foundation side. So every city that we visit, um, we're Uh, connecting with a school there and delivering a program. So just today, I just got some photos about an hour ago, um, you know, Robert Pandya, who's uh, working the Discover the Ride portion of the IMS show. And uh, we had uh, um, Breanne from our All Kids Bike team was down there and they were out at a school and they built a whole fleet of uh, bikes with the, the teachers there and then um, did a big reveal of the bikes and program to the kids there at the school. So that just happened today, and then uh, the show kicks off tomorrow, and so even all those kids will get an invite to come out to the show and check it out. But, well, you know, what a cool leave behind from IMS to come into the city, um, you know, put on a great show for the enthusiasts, but uh, but to leave behind a program in a local elementary school, that's gonna teach kids how to ride bikes for years and years to come.
0: Absolutely. Well, hey, Ryan, I really appreciate you telling us the story of uh, Strider Bikes and All Kids Bike. We'll definitely have links to the show notes, in our show notes. Um, Is there anything else you wanna say before we sign off?
1: Sounds great. You know, I'll throw a few numbers out there, but kind of the one that really maybe um, encourages people to get involved is, um, what it comes down to with that program, the all kids bike program is we're teaching kids how to ride bikes for less than 10 bucks a kid. So, um, you know, if you got 10 bucks, um, it will change a child's life, they will uh, experience the fun and joy of two wheels, and hopefully they'll uh, carry that all the way through their life and join us on motorcycles someday. Awesome.
0: Well, those of you listening, uh, allkidsbike.org Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, Go there. Like I said, you can uh, get a kid on a bicycle for $10. So uh, support this great cause. So thanks again for coming on the show, Ryan.
1: Uh, My pleasure.
0: Yeah. For the Writer Magazine Insider Podcast, I'm Greg Drevenstead. Thanks for listening and keep the rubber side down. If you've enjoyed listening to the Writer Magazine Insider Podcast, please subscribe, leave us a positive rating, and tell your friends. We also encourage you to visit writermagazine.com where you can get the latest in motorcycle news and reviews and sign up for our free weekly newsletter. You can also subscribe to print and digital editions of Writer Magazine, which is published 12 times a year. Thanks again for listening.